Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an embarrassment. God, I'm awesome today. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. How could I be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. Wishes of hey, everyone, and welcome to another Plotty Time mini-sode. This week, it's your boy, Papa Scotch, by himself. And since I have this rare opportunity to be by myself, I wanted to talk about basically a, a little series I'm thinking about starting here. We're going to see how this one goes, but I want to talk about my console history, or I guess my video game history, and I, I thought that by dividing it by console may be a good way to kind of sort through it and work through all these thoughts and ideas and stuff in my head. I thought it'd be fun if for no other reason than to document this now. Uh, before I get old and start forgetting all this shit, and it even if it's just for me, awesome. Uh, I'd love to hear your guys' stories, too, of your consoles, because today I'm going to talk about the NES. There's going to be a little lead-up with Atari, which is for real, and but at the end of this, uh, I'm going to talk about my personal console history. I'd love to hear what you guys think, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick this off early. Plottytime at gmail.com. You can write us an email. You can tell us your story. You can get to us faster on the socials with some great retro video game News you may have, that'd be awesome. Uh, you can, you know, buy a shirt to support us, that'd be great. Like and subscribe wherever you want. Go to YouTube, check us out there. We're all over. We're everywhere. Five times everywhere. That being said, I want to kind of talk about this journey of kind of how I got into video gaming. Now, you could say, well, you know, Papa Scotch was the early 90s, video games are everywhere, arcades are everywhere. Yeah, but I was a child, so I couldn't, like, go out at night and check out the arcade scene. You know what I mean? I, I was... That's the start of the 90s, and I'm dating myself now as seven years old. So, at the start of the 90s, I was just a little kid. I'm dating myself a little bit, but yeah, I, I couldn't just go out and do whatever I wanted. But I remember fondly some arcade experiences. Uh, usually, my parents would just leave me there because they'd give me money, and not like a not like a lot of money. They'd give me like five bucks at the time. I'd go cash out my quarters. I'd be done in a half hour. Then I'd go ask for more money, and then they'd yell at me. And then... So they uh, just eventually I got used to just burning all my quarters immediately and then just standing there. <laughs> this was at arcade. I really God, I think it was called and don't quote me like on this. It might have been a chain. And the first thing that comes to my head is timeout. I don't know if that's correct, but it was at the Lehigh Valley Mall in Allentown, Pennsylvania. If you guys know the answer to what that that arcade was between like, I don't know, 90 and. Fuck, who knows? 2000, maybe it it existed? Maybe before that, maybe a little bit after that? I don't remember. But if you have fond memories of the arcade in the Lehigh Valley Mall, send them our way. Plottytime at gmail.com. I, God, I'd love to hear it. So, consoles. How did I get started with video games in general, besides these arcade moments that kind of faded and came and went? Uh, there was basically one day I was a little kid, and I don't know if it was me or if it was my one of my sisters, but someone opened up this this chest. It, it, it's like a I don't even know how to explain this thing, but it's it's like a fancy footlocker, and it had a little button you could lock, and the top like opened up, and we stored all of our like winter gloves and hats in there, <laughs> and scarves and shit. I I would have I would love to time travel right now to '93 and see those items again because it was the smattering of what was cool at the time what like had been made by grandparents what had been 
hand-me-downs from cousins. Oh, my God, what I wouldn't do to look in that chest right now. Oh, maybe my parents still have it. I'll, I'll check. But <laughs> so I remember opening that one day to get, like, a hat out, and then I, f I think it was me. It might have been one of my sisters, but there was, like, it might. I may be recalling just another time later I pulled this thing out. But moving the stuff, there was a big thing of plastic, and I and it turned out to be an Atari, right? Like, I forget which Atari it was. It was the most famous one with the, the 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 controller was just the stick and the one red button. I think it was the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Okay, yeah, I just looked it up. It was definitely the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. <laughs> so this thing, my my dad at some point, some at some point, uh, I my I am four years younger than the eldest sister. Uh, they were married in 76. They had the house at 79. They had my sister in 79. They had three years in there where they were young people, uh, which would have been, I don't want to do math, but my parents were young. They had a nightlife. They went out, they did things. And I guess my dad in a moment of this looks like cool tech, like all young people have, he bought an Atari 2600. I, I, I need to ask him more about this now that I think about it. Cause I just remember it appearing. I don't remember it like someone going out and buying it. I just remember it appearing and I, I won't spend too much time on this because honestly, I don't remember much gaming on this thing. I remember we had ET and I don't even know if I'd seen the movie at that time. Obviously it had been out cause I was a child, but I don't think I've seen it. And then they had the game I distinctly remember as Missile Command. It's the one where the things are coming down from the top, destroying your barriers, and you have to... Uh, it, they're like lightning bolts. I think they were. it's the same game they were playing in the beginning of Terminator 2. But they were like lightning bolts, and then you, you had to basically click on the screen, and that would blow up some, like a thing. And if the, if the explosion circle hit the lightning bolt, it would disappear, and you'd have to basically... You had a slow firing rate. You had to hit all of them at so on and so forth. I distinctly remember that. I remember being terrible at it, and I remember that uh, we set it up just so I could see, we could see my eldest sister play it just so we could watch, and it was captivating to us. So I, I'm assuming this led into what would be our first purchase of an NES. And I, I trying, I'm trying to you know think back. This must have been... Fuck. Oh, like 92, 93. I remember the Nintendo being out for a while. Like we didn't get it launch day. You know what I mean? Like we got it when it was like an affordable $100 package or $200 package. I don't remember specifically. I didn't buy it. My dad did. And so I remember the day we opened it for like Christmas and my sister was excited. It came with Duck Hunt and just the OG Super Mario we played the shit out of it. I remember one of the earliest games we got was The Legend of Zelda, the first one. And I remember playing that so much as a kid. And in a very short amount of time, that Nintendo, while being played and enjoyed by all the kids, it was mostly mine. I played all the games. I had all the shit. I, I was the one that every birthday or holiday or wherever I could ask for something, I'd ask for a new game. We weren't the kind of family where I could just, on a whim, say, I want this new game. It just came out. My parents would be like, well... Go play it at your fucking friend's house, or I guess wait for Christmas or your birthday. So, that, and you know, looking back, that's not unreasonable for my parents to say. But so, any the NES, the Legend of Zelda was in like high rotation for sure. 
I remember at one point, I, I don't know how it happened, or maybe we were just throwing the cartridge around or whatever, but I remember my sister getting far, and by far, I mean like the third dungeon, like not super far, and but it felt like forever in my mind. And she like got to a point where she saved and she had like six star or six hearts or whatever. And then the game just reset and she lost the save. And I felt like it was my fault. I felt so terrible. And then me and my dad sat there for like three hours trying to get her back. And we got her like three quarters of the way. And she was so disappointed, but that was a real fun memory with my dad about playing legend of Zelda as a little kid. I remember hitting all the highlights, super Mario two, we skipped, but I remember renting it and playing. I remember a lot of NES games, and I remember playing a lot because we would rent, like, go down to the video store and rent a couple games. We were to the family just like everybody else. You know, you go down Thursday evening, pick out a movie for the family. Maybe if I'm lucky, I got a game, too, for a couple bucks. Uh, my parents very quickly realized... This was before, you know, kids had screens. So my parents realized that if they rented me games or got me the games for my birthday or whatever, I would never ask them to, like, drive me to the arcade. I would never ask them to play with me i'd never ask them to to buy me more toys like this was it pretty much so they did and they i it was a great way i guess for me to get out of their hair i don't know what what else the reasoning would have been so i remember playing a lot of rented games and i remember not liking a bunch i remember loving a bunch this is where i we first played a boy in his blob and i love the concept of throwing like flavored jelly beans and then the blob could have its own function like, I remember you fly, giving it root beer and it turned into a ladder. That was one of the ones I, I definitely remember. I also remember playing, renting Super Mario 2, but it was so different from Super Mario 1 that I didn't love it as much. I do have a friend, Tam, friend of the pod, who played the shit out of that, who loves that game to this day and will defend it till his dying breath. I didn't like it as much, but definitely when 3 came out, uh, when the movie The Wizard came out, and they te- I remember that moment when The Wizard, the movie with Fred Savage, came out. They had uh, the big reveal at the end of the movie was Super Mario 3, and they showed gameplay from Super Mario 3. And this was like early hype machine stuff. This was, you know, when you're shooting a movie, it might be a year before it's done and out in the public. So they had to like coordinate and have part of the game done at least, at least the first level, so on and so forth. So it was very impressive from a timeline perspective, but I remember the movie coming out, getting everyone hyped for Super Mario 3, and then I remember everyone playing the shit out of Super Mario 3 so much. I played the shit out of it. Everybody did. Everybody did. Although I don't remember beating it legitimately. I remember beating it on a snow day with Game Genie, and I beat it several times. It was those slow side-scrolling ship levels in the last map that really messed me up, so I would just cheat and get like a P-Wing and just fly over him and never bother with him. So... Definitely Super Mario 3 high in the rotation. Sports games, I remember distinctively Bases Loaded 2. And I remember having a lot of fun playing that. But if you're... I remember the batter, but I don't remember fielding or anything. I remember it being simple. Like, not not too involved. Uh, I, I was really into baseball at that point in my life as a kid. Like, we did play the ice hockey game that was there, and it was, like, the three-on-three with goalies, and that was more of, like, an arcade fun game. And it was fun. It was great. I still love it to this day. I think I have a shirt of it somewhere. The Zamboni guy, maybe. But it's great. And But I was playing a lot more baseball games. I remember playing Baseball Stars. That was a franchise early on, and I remember you could, like, run to the fence, and you could, like, climb up and, and steal home runs off the fence, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I don't know if I ever actually caught one, but the computer... Definitely caught a couple of mine, and it 
Oh, it was infuriating. So baseball stars, bases loaded. Little League World Series was another baseball game I played. I don't remember it as much. I remember baseball stars more, but Little League World Series was good. And I also remember Base Wars. This is a, and I feel like I am totally fine speaking for Chump Slap and Dr. Scientist right now when I say Base Wars is the best game that ever existed for Nintendo, for sure, hands down. You would play baseball as fucking robots, and then you'd you'd get to a base, and if it was close at all, or even if you were the runner and way late, you fucking fought the other robot for that base. It was awesome. So awesome. God, that needs a remake. If you could somehow get MLB the show on the horn with the Mortal Kombat people, we could make something happen. Guys, let's print some fucking money. Call me. DM me. You know how to get to me. At Plotty Time on all the socials. There's also a, a couple of weird games that I remember being enamored by. These two are in the same category. It's fucking weird now that I think about it. But there was the Dick Tracy game, which is notorious on Nintendo for being terrible. And there is the Robocop game, which is also not really fondly remembered. I remember the Dick Tracy game being fucking hard. And I remember... The RoboCop game I, I beat. I, I played it so much that I could get the, the... Oh, God, what do they call the gun? It's not the BFG. Is it the BFG? It is the BFG. And it's like a one-shot kill on any boss. And I remember finding, like, four of them, saving them for the last boss fight, and it was so simple, and I killed him in, like, two seconds. It was such a... I enjoyed the game. I still enjoy it to this day. I recognize it's not much. It's like a side-scroller where you, you're RoboCop, so you can't jump. You can't jump to new areas. You're just walking across the screen or kind of climbing ladders like a Ghost and Goblin style. But I remember not a lot of people really getting down with that game. I fucking loved it. What can I say? It was before I even saw the movie, I don't think. I just saw like the image of RoboCop, and I'm like, yes, action movies for me. Man, what other games? There was the Turtle games, Turtle 2 Arcade which was a very big departure from the original Turtles game, the TMNT, which we did talk about in a previous uh, episode. You can go watch that. It's one of our very special episodes about Nintendo games. And I remember, I won't go over too much detail. You can go back and listen to it. And I remember it being extremely difficult because you had the four Turtles, you had the underwater bomb defusal level, and then you had so much more to the game after the underwater bomb defusal level. And I remember the first time I beat the underwater bomb defusal level where... I had like one health bar of one turtle and I was so, I was going nuts, excited about this thing. And then I got back to the game and like, oh, you didn't beat the game. This was like level two. You have so much more game to go and you have like no turtles. Good luck. And I died immediately. I got ran over by one of those fucking vans that drove around, which you couldn't even combat. Like it was a one hit kill, which is kind of bullshit, but whatever. So, man, so many great Nintendo games. Ah, oh, what else we got here? A lot of Super Mario 3. A lot of the Super Mario 3 and Zelda were the real big ones I played. A lot of times, like I mentioned, when I get games, they were either on my birthday or Christmas. And like nowadays, I have money. I'm an adult working a real job. And if I want a game, I can just buy it. But it wasn't like that back then. It was you get a game, and that's your game for the next six months. Hope you don't screw up that decision. And, you know. You just you play that game and you get good. That's why I got good at RoboCop because I was like, oh, fuck, this game got us. Oh, whatever. And I played the shit out of it. 
So, I mean, you know, there was the other staples. There was Tetris, which we had, and that was kind of more my sister's thing. I liked it, but I got tired of it pretty quickly. And I think Tetris is like the perfect nostalgia game. Like, you jump in, you play it for like a half hour, you're like, yeah, it was fucking dope. And then you stop playing. Uh, that's how I felt about Dr. Mario, too. I thought Dr. Mario was a fucking great game. We had that growing up. It was kind of like Tetris, that exact style, but you had these little blobs that were like germs, and they were either red, blue, or green, right? No, red, blue, or yellow. And then you would have to put four pills of the same color on top of it, or four half pill halves, I guess, and you could stack them. Great game. Just go play it. It's a lot of fun, but it's the same thing. It's like... When you think about it fondly, you go back, you play it for like an hour, and you're like, okay, that was dope. I think I'm done now. But I, there was a billion rentals, a billion things I played. I was so aware of all the Nintendo games that were coming out because somebody at, at school had a Nintendo Power. They'd bring it in, and then all of a sudden, everybody else knew what cool games were coming out or what there was to look forward to. Uh, I, it was just awesome. There was all the kids that's really, you know, we talked about sports at that age, or we talked about video games my my group at least or the kids i talked to everyone had a great time doing it so i mean that's kind of it for all i really want to talk about the nes that's how it happened you know it was originally bought really for my sister but the whole family could take advantage of the the nes i ended up playing it the most by the time it was time to move on to another system uh, the next system I bought was a Sega Genesis. Well, I didn't buy it. My parents bought it for me, but that was pretty much all mine. My sister, as I may will mention or have mentioned, depending on when you hear this, um, my sister played a lot of Echo the Dolphin, a lot of it. but And she played Lion King a lot, too. I remember that. But for the most part, I was playing NHLPA Hockey 93. Yeah, that's right. A fucking OG NHL chill motherfucker right here. What? So, um, there's a lot to talk about the Sega episode, too. You can look for that coming up at some point. The NES, man, I fucking loved it. I I love, I still love it to this day. I still have one. It still works, uh, which I thought was amazing. Like, the engineering of that thing, it's so, like, looking back, it's so simple. It's one board, a couple connectors, power, barely any power, and, like, an AV audio and mono audio out. Man fucking mono audio that was great and i mean i still play games once in a while i i found out and learned that blowing in it actually made things worse because you're throwing in moisture and when you throw in moisture the copper that's used on the end of the connectors basically gets super dirty super fast oxidizes and that's why the games won't fucking play if you keep them clean and polish off that extra oxidization that really builds up and cakes up you games will last forever. I mean, look at it. It is 2021. It is a full 30 fucking years since that some of these games came out, and I could still play them right now downstairs on my TV. That's engineering. Like, for real. Uh, there's no red ring of death on that. Okay, I, I won't get into it. But I will say NES is where it really, really started. Yeah, it was a little bit there in Atari, and you could see some things going on in my mind, but... NES is where I fell in love. I love the idea that, and this kind of permeated my my feelings to this day. I love the idea of just basically being, not being alone, but being in charge and, and totally 
responsible for your destiny. Like, if I don't beat this game, it's me. It's because I didn't do it. And uh, weirdly, that I learned a lot about that. I learned that I can work, accomplish things, and be successful on my own. I, I didn't need anyone to lean on, which this is maybe the start of that. I didn't learn that really for year until years after. But I wasn't like some super aware kid. You know what I mean? I didn't I didn't learn it for a long time. But that I could see where that was starting, where I was figuring out games. I was my stupid mushy brain was just developing. There there was the internet, but that was really more of a thing when Sega came out. When you got to put together that you can get cheat codes online. That was definitely more of a Sega thing like in the in 94, 95. This was before that, so you couldn't even really get help. All you all you had was Nintendo Power or a friend maybe. If you like if you couldn't get past a, a section in Batman the game, you had to like get a friend over to come do it. So, it was a different time, man. Way different time. Online gaming, nothing. Not a thing. Video game tournaments? Forget about it. There was like one a year on MTV, maybe if you were lucky. So it's it's so wild to think about how different things are now. Uh for the better, for sure. But what you got what you young people out there gotta realize is when, you know, you're you're using your brain, you're you're developing, you're growing up. You're making connections. You're associating that time and place with a thing. And in my mind, there's there's every memory of being a child around the early 90s is me in front of a television playing a Nintendo game or sitting next to someone playing a Nintendo game or like playing with my dad or my sisters and just being amazed at this toy thing that with this stupid wired paddle with two buttons and a d-pad four buttons and a d-pad you can control what was going on it was it was amazing it was groundbreaking technology I, it changed me forever uh just getting an idea of what's possible and that's why people love these 8-bit generation games so much it's the nostalgia it's the thinking back to a different time and for me it's most of my memory recall at that age but I'm talking too much. That'll do it for me. That'll do it for this episode. I talked about my personal history, how gaming started and with the NES. Uh, next time, maybe I'll go into Sega. I, I think I have a lot more of a history there and a lot more stuff to fill it out. But uh, really, we'd love to hear your stories. Send us emails, plottytime at gmail.com. We have a 100% guaranteed response rate, so you can guarantee a response. You hit us up on email. You can hit us up at the socials, at plottytime on Instagram and Twitter. You can go to YouTube. Like and subscribe there really helps us out. You can buy stuff from our store on eBay as well at pl- or just search for Plotty Time Store. You'll find it. It'll may ask you like, do you mean Plotty Time? You don't. You mean Plotty Time because you're a good person. All right, so that does it. Get out there, play some games. Papa Scotch out. Peace.